Welcome to Making Awesome Chapter 34. All about that CAD and no Katia. I didn't plan that uh, that no Katia thing because Katia is a CAD thing. But I am joined today by Justin and Thomas. And we're here hanging out. I know it's been a little bit. For the next few episodes, we're still going to do the intro. So Justin, hit us with an intro. Then we're going to go down to Thomas. Hey everyone, I'm Justin and I love making awesome just as all of us do at 3D Musketeers and I'm the junior design engineer and I do range from CAD to video editing to anything in between. So that's me. Whatever's now, needed. Now you're going to be doing a live podcast. We're, we're coming soon to a YouTube channel near you, 3D Musketeers on YouTube. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. We're going to start doing our podcast live because apparently we're masochists and just like to have some fun. Uh, but I'm excited. Thomas, what's going on, dude? How you doing? What's up? I'm, do I, am I doing an intro too? Or am I known enough? No, man, do an intro. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Thomas. I'm a, a graphic, I'm, I'm a graphic designer and animator. Um, and that's kind of my whole shtick. Uh, it, kind of just depends i make a lot of stuff i make a lot of different things so um you do it i've worked oh uh, like uh i'm just the branding and uh the, brand. the branding czar yeah the brand czar. <laughs> that's yeah. what i've always called you the brand so czar. i'm just in charge of making sure everything looks a certain way <laughs> i'm the keeper of the book of the brand basically you, you and are the I marketing babysitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, that's kind of what I've turned into. So I built the brand, and then I was like, okay, time for me to just <laughs> manage the brand. <laughs> hey, um, I appreciate the hell out of it, because as we've seen, there are a few videos that we really, really want to do. But currently, of where the brand is at, they don't make any sense for us to do. So it is nice to have someone that we can always ping and say, all right, where do we really stand with this? And what really makes the most sense? And you're like, oh, no, this is nice and freaking easy. Easy, breezy, yep. beautiful. Copper 3D girl. Musketeers. 3D Musketeers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's basically my my thing. I guess, like, a, I've professionally, I've worked as a video editor, um, live broadcast technician, and then animator and designer for, like, a ton of different things. Which but you yeah. are very good at, by the way. You are a phenomenal Thanks, video editor. Um, and do you want to tell the folks what you do right now? Like what your day job is? Oh, my day job? Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll keep the... People can find it if they really want to. Uh, but <laughs> I, I work as a, a full-time uh, 2D and 3D animator for a marketing and design agency in Portland, Oregon. Okay. I didn't know so, how much of it was public, so I'm like, I don't know if he can talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it. I can't mention, like, the very specific of what I do um, for who and when. But, like, our, our big clients um, that we work with a lot, we work with, like, both um, wholesale produce um, and farmers, like, large yeah, you don't need farming to tell us the clients. things. It was more of a oh, company yeah. that you're working for. Yeah, but I feel like the clients tell you a lot about you know, ah, what okay. I do, Sorry. right? And so I, I work for um, the big clients are uh, like Intelsat, 
um, Cisco, um, the computer Cisco, like internet. <laughs> um, no, not that Cisco. <laughs> um, and then like just a sprinkled in like Verizon's one of our clients. Um, so yeah, those kinds of people. But, I'm trying to figure out when that song came out. It was like early 2000s or I'm 90s, I'm trying to see if Justin right? was born when it came out. It was probably the 90s. I feel like that's a very 90s song, right? 1999. Nice. Holy crap, Justin wasn't alive when that song came out. Oh, the thong song. Uh, that was the anthem of... It was 1999 is when it came out. And it won an MTV Video Music Award for Best Hip Hop Video. The bar was not super high, <laughs> no, to be fair. No, the bar was not the high back then. And, um, and, now, and now it's like people don't do music videos anymore, which is weird. That's a that's a wild statement that you just made that I, I just don't think you watch music videos because literally like they, there's like five a day. <laughs> okay, but not... They're not like they used to be, I guess, right? Or they're not... I'm going to follow up on that one again, not to just destroy you live on the podcast. It's but... not live, it's recorded. <laughs> no, no, as in like live, like we're recording. Yeah. But Grant, nothing's ever like it used to be. Because <laughs> we're always changing. Back in my day! <laughs> yeah, it's like, Back in my you... day, we actually had real, you know, special effects. It wasn't just done in post. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I guess I don't listen to enough music either. I am way too busy. And because the only music I can actually listen to when we're doing things has to be things that we've either paid for or is royalty free. So it's basically Monster Cat. And, you know, EDM style dubstep music is not particularly known for its incredibly amazing music videos. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the biggest music video genre, to be no. fair. Yeah, they're, they're a live kind of genre. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about CAD, computer-aided design. <laughs> Before we get too far into that, let's hit that billing department. This episode, as always, is brought to you by 3D Musketeers. If you are looking to get some awesome stuff made, we can help you out here at 3D Musketeers, and you'll be working with some of the awesome people that you've met on all of our episodes of the podcast. Wait, he said all the episodes of the podcast. Yes, there are multiple episodes of the podcast. There is a playlist below in the YouTube description. We'll also put the YouTube playlist on the audio only if you are listening to us somewhere other than YouTube. But hey, we're glad to have everybody. This is, this is going to be a fun one. We have talked about CAD before in a old episode it was what is cad with tad right so the, the <laughs> going off of the parks and recs uh have you heard with purred uh but unfortunately tad is still uh well i mean fortunately for him but he's he's uh he's moving into a new house which is so cool and uh, that means he one just got internet and two has absolutely no free time so uh the rest of us are going to take over and hang out for a while until Hopefully, Tad will join us in a couple of weeks. We'll get back to having him on. But CAD is important because, you know, we just did a couple of live streams, and we're going to be doing them every single week. Am I going to really be doing two live streams a week now? 
if it continues that way, they don't all have to be live. Yeah, it could be like us. It could be like a special once a month, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's the one live podcast a month. Woo, I mean, like, go. what's outside of having somebody watch the comments? So, like, I can watch YouTube, one of you guys can watch Facebook, the other one watches Twitch. I mean, really, what's the, di is there a big difference for us in terms of production value? I don't think we change anything. I think it's watch out. No, we don't have to do much different, except it's just going to help go us live. watch hours for YouTube, which is exactly what we need right now. So yes, if you are watching us on YouTube and saying, how can I support these guys? Just go to the Making Awesome Podcast playlist right before you go to bed on your home computer or on your phone. I don't really care. <laughs> click click play, click mute, and go to bed. <laughs> You'll get through like three episodes, but yeah, we are so close to monetization on YouTube for subscribers, which get subscribed if you haven't because we're gonna start doing these things live and that's gonna be cool uh but we're like halfway there on watch hours <laughs> we're getting there we're getting there well yeah, the more it's it's exponential right it's an exponential growth watch hours and subscribers so. we should be planning justin a cool time lapse for the 1000 subscriber special um and i have an idea now depending on where we're at financially i might want to give away a 3d printer Oh, I don't know. Don't hold your breath, everybody, but... I don't know. It can't be... We can like... at least give the prints away. We can at least give some prints oh, away yeah, or we'll something. Give, cool. we'll, we'll give away prints for sure. Um, but maybe we'll do... Maybe we'll give away a printer. But it's going to be like an Ender 3 because I'm not made of money. You're not getting a Mark 3S. It's not happening. Um, but like an Ender 3 might not be a bad one. Or I can put my... Uh, auto refresher up to try to get a neptune 2 for like 165 bucks i don't know just something so we can give back to the community and help a maker somewhere that doesn't have a 3d printer get one so they can start making um we're definitely going to give away some spools of brad's orange though i i am going to do that for sure um so make sure that we have that maybe that's what we'll do we'll give away like i don't know five or ten spools of brad's orange to subscribers We'll figure yep. it out. But, um, you know, CAD is kind of the, the base of everything in our industry. If it wasn't for CAD and ZBrush, <laughs> ZBrush is out there somewhere, and Blender every now and then, this industry probably wouldn't exist because that's how you do your designs. And let's kind of go through some of the programs that are available. Justin, I know you are learning a lot of them. So if you can talk about not just the programs you're learning, but what the features they have that make you want to learn them. Yeah. So like uh, when I very first got into 3D printing, like oh, as, as we all do, we all go onto Thingiverse or Prusa printers and go download a bunch of models. Oh, but yeah. then you're, you're, you're not actually making them. It's someone else designed it. You're printing it. You're just pushing buttons. It's you'll, you'll, you'll lose that like magic from it after a couple months is, is is how i felt and then after that i was like okay how do i go and make my own stuff and so i ended up starting and messing around with tinkercad and tinkercad is what i would recommend if you had have had never used a cad program in your life start with tinkercad it's all like the models are already there so it's like, like building it, let's say you minecraft wanna... it's really yeah. simple 
Yeah, like if you want a cube, you drag in a cube. You want a sphere, you drag in a sphere, and then you can combine them. So that that's it's it's really cool the way that program works, and it's 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 very simple and easy to visualize stuff in three D. And the to- the tutorial on it, it's gotten much better. It used to be really bad, but it's gotten a lot better. I actually showed it off on the live stream because they they implemented a draw feature. You could now use your your yeah, you can use your mouse or if you have a drawing tablet, you can draw and it just extrudes it. That's like, really cool. dude. Yeah. Like now it can also do that with like an SVG or a DXF file. So if you have Illustrator or even GIMP. You're able to, especially if you're a parent and you want to have your kids draw stuff out and then be able to 3D print it. I mean, that's that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can make like little like name tags that your kid can write their name and then it's 3D prints the name tag. You do like a little color swap type of and thing. Like, the, the, the world's endless with that. With just such a basic program, you can do so much. And that's so difficult in basically anything else that it it, yeah. it it just makes sense. Tinkercad's a great program. It's limited, of course, right? I, I still use it almost every day. I'm 3D printing. If I need to edit a uh, model from thing versus proofs of printers and I need a, to change something, I'll go ahead and bring it in there and be able to adjust certain things. Limited, of course, because it's an STL file, but it's still there's there's still so much that you could do with it with these type of programs that are browser based and so so simple. Now there's another browser based one that I'm aware of, uh, Onshape. Do you use, have you ever used Onshape? I haven't. The only other browser-based one I personally use is, is Womp, but don't go into it if you're not experienced. It's very beta and don't just don't use it. But Onshape, Matt Stoltz On- likes it the best. I know that's his like his go-to. Onshape looks like to me when I'm just looking at these, looks like less fun Tinkercad. Oh yes. well yeah, because it, it, it's literally browser-based CAD and Full disclosure with Onshape, they modified their terms of service so that if you are on their free program and are not paying monthly for it, they do own a license to whatever you're making. So be careful. If you're just on it to learn CAD and you're really just not doing anything but screwing around, you're fine. But if you are, you know, trying to do this as a business or you're doing something that you want to eventually patent, your patent would be invalidated by the fact that you built it on uh on shape now that would take a lot to get to that point but just something for you all to be aware of on shape is great to learn from it's unlimited free yeah uh, and it's actually what we started on because at the time it was the most popular free software and when they changed their terms of service there was a mass exodus and everybody went to fusion 360. I, of course i know justin you use fusion 360 what is your you know, how do you like Fusion compared to some of the other programs that you're using? For for me, Fusion is probably my favorite CAD program for for what for what I need to do. It's especially with an education license, it gives you pretty much a full license minus some of the cloud features, which none of us are really going to be We've using at, used. at at the moment. the yeah. The only time I ever use it is for renders because they limit you on uh, uh on like your own personal computer renders. And so you just send it to their cloud compute stuff and it's free. Um, and it, it's it's so powerful. So it's unlike Tinkercad where Tinkercad, you're bringing in a 3D object. Yep. This is all 2D. You, you sketch it out on a 2D plane and then you're extruding or making cuts or making 
a whole like like I, I I don't know like the word to to put to it on on the way it's different than than like Tinkercad it, it's 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 more of a real it's I don't know I don't know like the correct word it's so not like a I, real CAD program but like it's a lot more I think, powerful I think I can help uh so like a Tinker Tinkercad is in essence like using primitives to make and when I say primitives by the way uh, for anyone that's not into 3d modeling or whatever i'm talking like your very basic shapes we're talking like cones um and spheres and cubes and you know anything that's just like a shape you could think of in a building block set is a primitive um and just kind of sticking those together to make a thing um whereas when you get to fusion 360 or another cad program suddenly someone could give you blueprints that are flat with measurements and now you're like, okay, I can now make any shape I want to using flat blueprints. Um, and eventually I'll have my 3D object um, pieces, parts. Exactly. Like, like I, I just did the, like for a personal project that I, I worked on, I worked on a hat for Hack the Machine. There was a really cool project that we had to design a part. They gave us just a, a paper with, with, with the model on it, with dimensions. And then I, I was able to go and take with all those dimensions turn it into a 3d printed object that ended up being printed in metal so there, there's so many different ways with with that you can take anything and then you can extrude it you can make cuts you can make all these different angles and it's it's a lot more yeah i wouldn't say it's a lot more precise but there's a lot more a lot more fine detail you can get into with it than something like tinkercad that you're only using primitive for better or yeah. worse right it's yeah well it's like a steep yeah it's it's like a what are you using it for right like if i'm making something fun and goofy and tinkercad um yeah I, that's that's the point right however in like a modeling program you might be making a part that is to be a machined thing or a part of machinery or you know something that has to work a certain way and be a certain size and so it's specific and professional in that way it's like a you know, um, in my case, as a graphic designer, it would be like uh, you using like fucking normal scissors to cut out like a poster or something. Because I don't know if people know this, but when graphic designers are working on actual physical objects, which we do, there's like this weird uh, understanding that people have of like what graphic designers do and they think we're all on computers. Whereas it's way more physical than people realize. <laughs> we do a lot of stuff physical. But when we're making posters and stuff, uh, we actually only use rulers and X-Acto knives to cut anything out of anything. Scissors are banned because they're not accurate enough. So we're always taking measurements, you know, like to me, that's what it kind of is. It's like, you know, it's a better tool for a more accurate job, right? Hmm. Even if it's harder to use because it's a, a knife and it's scary. And everyone's cut themselves with an exacto knife. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like every time you cut yourself with the exacto knife, you're like, oh yeah, it's pretty dull. I guess I should replace it. That's like a actually that's something that probably every single viewer of this podcast can relate to really hardcore is cutting yourself with an exacto knife. And accidentally, then like, accidentally. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> 
I thought that was implied. <laughs> we can't think... imply anything, Thomas. All right, we don't want people to remember their angsty teenage years. We want them to think about the mistakes they're making now. God. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's kind of where I put all it. about the angsty teenage years, also, don't you? When, when Justin is saying extrude, just to make sure we've got everyone on the same page with this. Yeah, it's literally like taking a flat. Like if you had a piece of paper, but you wanted said piece of paper to now be a brick, you're like pulling <laughs> it out and extending that into now a 3D object. So going from 2D to 3D. And it's not as simple as that because sometimes you're extruding off of 3D objects, whatever. Effectively... But you're taking a, a face of an object like of a cube and you're just pulling it out and making it longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And then Justin, you're messing around with other programs, right? I, I, I know you're doing end top, which I want so badly, but Oh my God, is it expensive? If you don't have uh, an education license, I'm told it's somewhere around the three to five thousand dollars a year on the low I did, side. Yeah, because I, 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 all I know is that their website Good doesn't Lord. have the price on it. Yeah, if it's, what, a, it's a contact us for to buy. Oh yeah, it. it's a, it's one of those. If you have yeah. to ask, you can't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good tell telltale sign. Yeah, yeah. and like Ntop's really cool, and I'm gonna give a shout out to SJ because. That's who I learned Ntop from. Like, I didn't know, and it's Ntop's Entopology. Um, literally, the letter N, Topology. Um, I had no idea about it. Be and I'm like, how are people doing these complex structures in CAD? Now, I'm not an engineer, so I have these questions because I'm just an idiot and don't know any better. And if you think I'm wrong, Let's see if Grant can remember. I'll have a card on the screen that will take you to our live streams where you can see I, I, I can survive. Justin yelling at him in chat. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's just you, you yelling at me in chat. It's true. Yeah, it, it is true about the Voronoi. I'm like, oh, we should do this. And then I could not figure it out. And I'm like, all right, screw this. I'm ending the live stream. Like, man, there's nothing there's nothing more that takes the wind out of your sails than you when you are amped to do something and you're doing it of course live so i have no time to go to google and learn i literally just have to go for it and uh yeah yeah definitely did a bad job on that but and with that delay of the chat was oh yeah there's was like tough. a 10 second delay on the chat for me yeah but I mean, and that's that's with low latency mode on uh, YouTube. So it's a lower quality video that gets pushed out to YouTube. But I figured out around this, I'm pushing out 6,000 kilobits per second or 6 megabits per second worth of video. 1080p is only four. So when we stream and we use low latency, it's going to cut it reasonably in half. So the bitrate is still pretty good, ultimately, for YouTube. I also forgot to go live on YouTube for, like, five minutes, so that, that kind of sucked. But, yeah, it, it, and that's on Fusion. And I didn't even know Fusion had a Voronoi thing, but now I just want to use it all the damn time. But it's also not anywhere near as intuitive as I would want. I want to show up in the middle of my sketch, not off to one edge, and then somehow have to drag it in. Yeah, um, it's... And, and it's a plugin. I don't think it was made by Autodesk. I think it no. was made by a third-party company that it absolutely just a was. plugin. And I think it's a powerful plugin. And Voronoi and Justin, do you know like technical what Voronoi is? 
Not really. Like I just I, I like I like the look of it and I think it's cool. I know, you know what, what Fornoy is. is. Yeah, is I it? use Fornoy. Uh, so it's uh, it's basically just spirals. That's it. It's a it's a name for fucking uh, the pattern, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like a I, noise. I think it's math. Yeah, I think it's like some sort, some yeah. sort of the math equation. But I think I described yeah, it as computationally generated Swiss cheese. Uh, in Sounds a way, right. sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> really? So basically, that's it. It's a it's a random math generated seed, um, and when you apply it on different surfaces, it's going to look different, right? So I think it's kind of a lot of things. You can't really say it's one thing. It's kind of a more That's general. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Thesian polygons. Uh, yep, I yep. know what those are. Yeah, so our I don't actually know how to pronounce that. Anyway, um, I use Voronoi a lot when I'm making, uh, when I'm making a, like, generated texture seeds uh in blender so that i can have infinite uh possibilities and random uh like bits and bobs of texture that i wouldn't be able to get if i like hand painted it or i could but it would be like a pain whereas gotcha. this is like a you know you can use it like that it's like a noise kind of um now end top is really the voronoi king right yeah it, it's just completely generative design from because you wouldn't do your main cad you do like let's say i needed to design like a specialty box for a satellite or for something you design it in fusion or any other cad program and then you get the, the step file or stl file hopefully step if you can get it and then you bring that into uh end top and then it goes and does you could do like it's almost like block-based coding but lots of maths. So, so is it is that similar to utilizing like generative design? Because I, I what I've seen at least from SJ is that she uses end topology to really refine the shapes and remove unnecessary material. And I'm like, well, that's that really is what generative design is, and that's a great feature inside of Fusion. And Fusion makes you use cloud credits. SolidWorks does not. Katia, if you're using Katia and watching this podcast, you should reach out to us to do business with us. That's all I'm saying. Because if you're using Katia, you have the money to do business with 3D Musketeers. Katia is like 20 something thousand dollars a year per seat. Yeah. Christ. It, it, Katia, Creo, there's one other that are like strictly aerospace. If you're using Katia, outside of aerospace it's because you're related to someone that has a katia license and works in aerospace they and it's funny because katia and solidworks same company dassault systems it's the exact same company it's and the same the, uh nerve generator as well it's the same poly it's the same exact back end yeah they're basically the same thing except the front end of katia yeah is disgusting the front end of solidworks is actually quite pretty the front end of Fusion, and it's the one thing that pisses me off the most about Fusion 360, is it changes so damn much. And it's like, guys, I get that you're trying to make changes. I get you're trying to make it better, but stop changing the UI. Because the videos that we produce, and like even their own tutorial videos are like, oh, I remember when Fusion looked like that. It doesn't look like that anymore. 
And so trying to follow people's instructions, it's difficult, right? So we, we're, we're going to start doing a whole series called Back to Basics. Um, you actually should have seen a video on Back to Basics by the time this podcast goes live. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we're going to be going back to basics on everything. As we recognize that there's not a lot of great educational content out there around 3D printing, especially not any with someone with my style of talking. Where my, my, my animation comes out, right? And it's weird because it doesn't really come out in these conversations. It, I'm, I'm much more, uh, I guess, calm. Whereas I'm more animated when I'm, you know, doing my singular videos. Because ultimately the goal is to entertain as well as educate, right? Because I can sit here and talk to you all about Fusion 360 and how you can do a design. You can use the sketch tool and draw out your sketch, and then you can, you can hit the sketch tool. You can do this on your own without my help. You can draw out whatever you need. Thomas is like turning down his audio <laughs> or he's yelling at me because I'm too loud. He's typing, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm not typing. You can see oh. my hand. <laughs> like, oh no, it's your I other hand. doing it with one hand. <laughs> like. I'm like uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm waiting for my phone or my Discord to be like shut the hell up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I I thought this last live stream went better overall. The first one it no one understands how much live streams suck out of you until you actually have to do one. Um, but I think I don't think this is gonna be that bad because I'm not just talking to a screen. I'll be talking to other people. Yeah. So there's some conversation. Uh, and maybe once we get a decent following, we could, uh, this would be kind of cool if we could do it, bring on like people that are watching. I don't know how we would do it, like how it would work for our, uh, backdrop and everything, but that'd be kind of cool. Right. That is a dangerous prospect, but yeah, I know it, it is. It, the idea is very fun. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is fun, but if someone comes on and does something stupid, yeah, we, uh, yeah. yeah or says some really not great stuff yeah and it's like kill the stream kill the stream yeah <laughs> then, then you know then i have to switch over to the be right back <laughs> oh, by the Cut way the I, commercial I, uh, the, the color bars with the beep noise right you know when when, when the tv channel goes out, that's what it would be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh that would be so funny yeah. if i had one of those <laughs> i mean start using it's those a, in the editing it's just a jpeg yeah yeah it's does it need more JPEG though? I, I don't even know what that means, Grant. <laughs> Does it need more JPEG? Does it need more JPEG? Grant, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just more compression. It's a compression thing. Oh yeah, PNGs are king files and they're way better than JPEGs. They really or, are. Yeah, Raw PNGs files. pretty much do everything a JPEG does, but better. Yeah. Um, don't use JPEGs is basically what I'm trying to say. They're terrible files. Yeah, if you can avoid JPEGs, don't use them. And if They're your bad. camera supports RAW, shoot in RAW. Only ever shoot in RAW if you can. Yeah. If your memory card can support RAW. <laughs> if so you... Cheap. They're so cheap now, the memory cards. You can get like 128 yeah. gig for like 50 bucks. I, it, like, literally I have one sitting on my desk that's 128 gigs, but yeah. it, 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 it's, it's not just about... 
the amount of space. It's about how fast you can transfer that and, and what, you know, resolution. Yeah, that's why you got to get those. That's why you got to get those big chunky ones that load into the camera, like a clip in a rifle. Like this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Except even bigger. I'm talking like the real big ones. Okay. This is also like old school. The red like mags. Real. No, this is mm -hmm. real compact flash. Like Gross. from the, this runs at USB two speeds, like even in a USB three reader connected to a USB three port, USB two speeds. Disgusting. Hey, get that out of here. My camera is about as old as Justin is, and make a video. <laughs> make a video of you smashing it on a rock. That'll be fun. I would never smash this camera on a rock. People love watching precious things get destroyed. Like my soul. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent views. Um, they, watch time. They, Think about they, the watch time, Grant. All they need to do is just meet me six years ago before I started 3D Musketeers. You need to cry on stream. And if we don't have tears, we don't have watch time. If it bleeds, it leads. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no, we're going to keep making cool content. And, you know, I... I I want to do a whole series on FreeCAD. Have you used FreeCAD, Justin? No, I've, I, I tried. I haven't I tried. either. And I kind of want to learn on live stream. <laughs> that I'd sounds scared. That sounds really painful. It's really like, signing you up for... I mean, <sighs> it kind of holds you to have to do it because you said you'd do yeah. it. Like, it, it, it's, it. Either, it's either we do it on live stream or we release videos on it. But I feel like even those videos are going to be so long because I'm going to do like, you know, let's say, okay, let's get FreeCAD. Okay, so it'll be a video on how to download FreeCAD, how to install it, how to get it open and looking at the workspace, right? Very simple video. But then I have to learn the workspace and that video where I'm learning the workspace and how to use it is going to be like, okay, Painful. this is how we do a sketch. All right, how, how the hell do we do a circle? Okay, I'm going to go to Google. And that's all end up getting cut out, right? So th those videos are still really long videos. I'm like, why don't I just do those on stream? But then I'm like, that's not very compelling content. And I think a good example, uh, 3D Printing Nerd just did a stream with Neil Patrick Harris, which is amazing. First off, the fact that, that this industry can pull people like NPH to come and join is really cool. Yeah. But I oh, was- That's fascinating. I was- and and. I think the stream was called building a Prusa or something like that with Neil Patrick Harris. Cause I was under the impression they were going to build a kit and they definitely been... didn't. It was a pre-built printer. I'm like, this is not fun. I mean, yeah, it's cool that it's Neil Patrick Harris, but I, I came on for the first like 15, 20 minutes. It just minutes says Prusa to... unboxing. It doesn't say building. I guess my expectation was that he was going to build it. I feel and like, that, like that would have been too long of a stream, though. No, that's multiple streams, right? I mean, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, that's done in pieces. Um, you know, he didn't follow the directions. He ate the gummy bear as soon as you opened the printer. It's literally in the instructions. You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it felt like we were watching the first, like, I think I was on for the first 30 minutes of the two-hour stream. I think they were streaming for two hours. I'm like, this yeah. just feels like a shill like they were talking about red bull and his thing with red bull they were talking about bubbly and his thing with bubbly and i'm like okay these are cool and he was being very 
straight with yeah this feels like we're advertising but we're not getting paid but it's like dude come on and then the, the, the beginning was like that towards, once he started yeah once he started actually like playing with the printer and he had his kids come out and like we're doing we're doing Wait, stuff NPH's with the printer. kids came out to work on the printer yeah it's kind of cool i was in meetings uh, i was only able to watch like the first 30 minutes of it and then i had to jump into meetings i had to actually pay attention in <laughs> um but you know i i think that's cool because it gives us like joseph prusa is very much to me the face of this industry in general the face of 3d printing in general it's joseph prusa but if neil patrick harris wants to kind of stand next to prusa as as our star if you will in the 3d printing industry i don't think i have a problem with that we need more people that have the clout of an nph to come in and say yeah this isn't just full of a bunch of rednecks making their own guns in their house it's literally people that can make really cool things and help you in your small business or hobby make awesome I, I guess I have to go back and watch it, but the first bit's like, God, this doesn't, this, it felt so fake to me. Yeah. Once his kid came out and like, they started realizing what they really could do with it. Like, cause they, him and his kid play Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. like, I, I and like his, that. his kid realizing that he could go and print the dragon. So they ended up printing the out of window that's on the SD card. Oh yeah. And, and his, the, both of their faces lit up. And they were so excited that they could like start making stuff. And then Chelsea uh, Chaos Cortec was like, I'll, "I'll design you guys a, a custom dragon." He wanted a special like uh -huh. dragon. She was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll design something for you to be able to print out and have something that's special to you, and maybe we can release it on one of the platforms." Is was, was pretty cool. Good guy. Dude. I I I like you not mentioning the platform it's going to end up on. It would. I wonder if she would have to release it to Prusa printers because let's she be should. very straight with this. That entire thing was sponsored by Prusa. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if a sponsor, but they gave the printers and yeah. the filament and all the, yeah, they gave him a filament that the rest of us, well, I've had an issue buying. Oh my gold. I wonder if it's back in stock, but um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that's a great move by Prusa. Um, you know, hi, I know we don't pull Neil Patrick Harris views, but, Come on. <laughs> um, it, I think that was a good move for them. Um, you know, and, and when Neil first, because Neil had a, a desire to learn 3D printing, and I'm excited to see if he picks up CAD. I don't know if he's yeah. going to. There was a lot of talk about that during the, the live stream. What did he say? Was he like it, it was... Yeah, he was excited. Like he was like, oh, like talking about like all the places they can get the files from, and then he's like, oh, what if I want to make my own? How would I go about that? And then they were talking about Tinkercad Fusion, exactly what we're talking about today, about like oh, that worked what... out well. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll watch this. Okay, this the statistical chances of that are very slim, like real he's slim. Looking up. CAD like it's so slim it's asking me to stand up m <laughs> <laughs> m jokes because we can i mean i i think it's cool um 
is so Terry Crews is kind of the uh, the guy for PC for the PC builders, right? Because he did his live streams building a PC, which he did multiple live streams building a PC. That's why I was hoping that Neil Patrick Harris was going to do a Prusa build, but the unboxing was like two minutes. Um, I did I, get I, a mini too, though the the semi kit mini, the one that you guys. Oh, they did a mini. Got. Yeah, they didn't end up building it on stream. But he did get a mini as well. I did. Yeah. And if I remember, we'll card to that. <laughs> I don't remember it. There won't be a card. Uh, just make sure you mark it on the timestamp. I was right at 40 minute mark for reference. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, th th there's so much potential here with CAD. And I said it on live and I'll say it again. And I even said it here earlier. It, it, it's the learning curve, right? And you have to look at it two different ways. From a, from a business owner's perspective, like I'm a business owner, right? From a business owner's perspective, <clears throat> I want to know enough to be dangerous, right? I, I want to know enough that if someone on the staff couldn't finish a job, I viably should be able to take over and finish it, right? CAD is what makes us, CAD is like 3D modeling makes us the bulk of our income for the year. It is not 3D printing. Um, some 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 months it is, but normally it's actually all in the CAD design because that has known values. I can look at a project and say, yep, that's going to be five hours in CAD, and there's a price for that. With 3D printing, it's very much a guess. Oh, hey, look, there's the Vault of Asgard still um, with, with the holder for my phone so I can do the thing, and the blowtorch is still there because I haven't used that printer. The other machines have been running all week, but, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's just one of those scenarios where I look at it and say, it is better for me to pay somebody to help me and learn for me so I can focus on what my time is, is valued at. And I think that's kind of the big thing. If you want to learn CAD, freaking do it. I want to learn free CAD and I, I want, part of me wants to do live streams because I think it's more real but we probably have to have a better following for that. And it's like, hey, let's learn free CAD together. Where everybody, you know, it's like, all right, you got to have it downloaded. Let's have it open. Let's work on it together. And when I have questions, I'm going to ask the chat and the chat can get back to me. That would be cool. But we only get like three or four. We're only pulling like three or four viewers every episode of the live right now. By the way, I need to yeah. get a, another thumbnail for the next live stream. It's going to be... Uh, parts from the community so if you have gotten this far and you want to see one a, a part that you want in your house or wherever it might be made let us know in the comments and tell us what it is and uh, maybe we'll design it on a future live stream because uh, i'm kind of done with the cane upgrades um yeah it, it, there's there's only so much i can beat that horse before it, it, it just kind of becomes boring uh, so I want to get into doing stuff with the community. Uh, I am debating, since I've got some unboxing and review videos that we need to film, uh, doing those as live streams. So actually live streaming the video as we're filming it. I wonder if I can... We can also do premieres for a lot of stuff as well. Right. But... We haven't done. Which you could still be hanging out in chat while you first publish the video of would be something cool to try. Yeah. 
let's let's see if we can schedule that this week and let's try to do something i mean i'm i'm totally down if we scheduled it maybe you would have seen a premiere come out already but if not in the near future you heard it here first or maybe not because maybe we already did it <laughs> yeah maybe I, you know it would be cool for the back to basics videos that we that we do those as premieres um mm -hmm. it takes up a lot of my time and those videos are going to be short like five ten minutes so is it that you, we you watch just, you watch it together the video together pretty much okay and like unless you're there instantly you're missing out kind of deal kind of but they kind of promote they end up promoting premieres way higher than a regular video nowadays like modern rogue does all of their videos as premieres what do they do everything <laughs> I love how we titled this chapter all about that cat, and I think we've touched cat like not even half the episode, but that's okay. a little yeah. bit. We that's talked okay. about three D modeling a bit. I mean, that's and that's fair. I, I but you know, this back and forth lets people see kind of in depth as to as to how things go. I'm totally down with premieres, and I mean particularly for the back to basics videos. So if there are things that we potentially missed, I can answer those like kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, let's let's do some premieres this week. Um. God, you know, you know, the one program I would love to learn is ZBrush, but man, so ZBrush is not CAD. You know what, before you get into ZBrush, Blender. Let's talk about Blender, because that's, Thomas, that's all you. You're, you are a Blender, hmm, what level of Blender are you? I was going to say Wizard, but I know some Blender Wizards. Um, wizard seems very generous. Um, is Warlock better than Wizard? Uh, I think they're equal. They're equal. I'm pretty sure those are kind of sitting in the same plane. So what's like right below wizard? Like a whiz without the herb. A whiz. So you're you're yeah. a blender whiz kid. Yeah, like a whiz kid. Yeah, I would say that's closer for sure. Yeah, it's just a it's got a lot of stuff going on in that program. Blender is um, a 2D animation program, a 3D animation program, a, a realism render program and like, like a 3d modeling physics and simulation it's it's physics simulations it's um yes it's 3d um modeling and it's also 3d sculpting and it's also a video editor <laughs> and like the list just like keeps going on um because people make add-ons for it that are just put into official releases of blender that you can turn on and off, which is amazing. Um, it's, yeah, it's a wild time. But as far as 3D modeling goes, it's pretty damn useful. I've used it for a lot of 3D modeling things. Um, so if you watched uh, our most recent, I guess it wouldn't be the most recent live stream when this episode comes out. Well, yeah, it'll be in the most recent live stream. If you watch mm -hmm. our most recent live stream, um, you'll actually see some of the cool stuff that Thomas has made in Blender where we have a Prusa printer exploding. Not boom exploding, but it, it, it where so it we could apart. do that. We could do that. <laughs> We're not going to. If anything, it would be an Anet A8 because that's what they do. They yeah. explode. Um, you didn't have to try yeah. to do that. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I, I can just start a print and just put a camera on it and wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's I, that was all done lot. in Blender, right? Mm-hmm. So can yeah, you talk all about of it was how in Blender. you did that? Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing, too, is if you've watched any 3D Musketeers video, the intro is a Blender thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. So yeah. that's also made in Blender. Um, so, I mean, it's super simple. I mean, I think a lot of 
I mean, there's a lot of like nuance and there's a lot of small things that are done that I think you pick up over time. So it's not like a beginner thing to be like, let me make this intro sequence thing. But uh, it's simple and it's pieces. Uh, I took the 3D Musketeers logo and like we talked about earlier, I just extruded it and that's pretty much it. And I animated the extrusion, right? So I just said, you know, start here, go here over this period of time. And it just does it. And then after doing some, a bunch of things, I download, since Prusa's uh, have their files available online, I was able to just download literally a Prusa um, that was also textured. Um, so Which is awesome. Cool. Thank you, 3D printing community. Um, the, the things that are missing that I'm actually working on getting done now are chords and all of that fun stuff because I know how to do that now um but you can like kind of rig the whole thing to make it as real as possible um but yeah i just did that and i just took it apart in pieces uh and just animated those pieces kind of taking itself apart so i actually know how to build a prusa in theory which is very fun <laughs> for me um, i didn't even think about that that'd yeah, be a yeah. cool video see if you were in florida i could say all right I'm taking the instruction manual. All you get is Blender. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, so I effectively took apart. Well, because uh, the file is, um, you know, it's the complete printer. And I mean, mm -hmm. like, down to every nut and bolt and screw. It is so, missing the very important wiring step, which I will tell you on a kit is not easy to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. But like, uh, I know, I know how many screws are in a Prusa. So that's pretty exciting because um, I animated those screws coming out <laughs> so and i could do a lot more and i would have liked to it just takes a lot of time to take those files apart so i actually left big chunks of it together which if i did it again i would want to take it more apart even more but you know that's a lot of time i think i mean i personally think it's really cool because it was something that you, you just kind of did as a learning thing or you did it because you mm -hmm. wanted to that was not something that was done you know because we asked and we were always like we think this is so cool but it's way too long to use as an intro or outro on a video what can we do with it and as soon as we started the live streams it was just it was there and we're like oh like oh okay we there's can the answer use this. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's it's the a... answer um yeah i yeah. think the i think the thing to also know about blender is so blender is free uh, yeah, entirely, and, and I'm actually source. pretty sure it's open source. Yeah, it is, um, yeah. which is amazing and super cool. And you can actually script uh, in Python in Blender, which can really lead you to some amazing results. Uh, it opens that thing up because it's got an editor, like a text editor for Python, um, like a terminal, literally like as a window in Blender that you can have open running scripts, which is Damn. powerful That's and crazy. Um, and yeah, so for anyone who's interested in Blender, uh, Blender's typically and almost always used not in the same way that a FreeCAD or a Tinkercad or whatever that would be is used because Blender's intent is to make finished computer graphics or animations or those kinds of things. It's, it could be used as something to prepare a print file if you wanted to. Um, and you could export those files. However, it's meant to look pretty and make things look pretty um, at the end Blender, of the day. 
does it have CAD feature in it, or is it more? Uh, oh, what's the term? Surfaces and solids, goosey. and then nerves. Nerves, I think, is what I'm thinking of. Uh, maybe where it's it's not is is it CAD? So if I, you know, let's say no. okay, so it, it doesn't adjust like CAD does, and I think that's. That's why we like CAD is it's all about the constraints. If you're able to constrain something effectively, and I showed it on the live stream where we're able to uh, adjust sizing on things like that. And it's well, like parametric is the word because CAD is thing technically. You're totally right. It, so it's yep. more parametric is the parametric versus sculpting. Speaking of sculpting, sculpt GL. I'm going to do a live stream on that. I, so, I know Billy did it and probably will do it better than me, but I'm going to do a, a sculpt. You, you could do that kind of thing in Blender with the right settings because, again, Blender is just this gigantic mess of a bunch of things, right? Um, it's just, yeah, you know, there's right tools for things. <laughs> and Blender is probably not the first thing you want to go to for uh, pinpoint accuracy um in any of that of that kind of case but you're totally right there is an add-on for blender that mm -hmm. is for parametric objects well i mean what i'm saying it's crazy there's so many things it's uh impossible to know everything that's happening in blender and you kind of just have to chart a course through it the way you want to do it yeah. <laughs> so if you're interested in learning some 3D modeling, though, Blender is not a bad, um, it's not bad to learn within that because you can make stuff look nice and pretty. And if you're not intending to print things, but you just want to learn modeling, that could be kind of fun because you can, you know, make things look really pretty. I will say it's daunting and it's pretty difficult to learn it first. Um, but once you get the hang of it and watch some good tutorials, you know, that's how I did it. <laughs> There was a program that I was just showed the other day. It's called Solid Edge. I ha I just downloaded it. I haven't dipped my toes in it. And it kind of combines both that parametric modeling. It's it's almost like Rhino with Grasshopper. It's, you Rhino can go is from, pretty great. You can go from parametric to like kind of like that nerve modeling and be able to, to model like freeform almost fairly quickly in this program. I, I just downloaded it. I haven't had any chance to, to play with it. I know it's expensive if you're not a student if i recall what is it called solid edge let me see oh it's by siemens i don't yeah. even need to see the price i can tell you it's yeah. expensive it comes with keyshot as well it's isn't a, isn't keyshot free the full version of keyshot i believe yeah i don't know i i, I thought it was like like kind of similar but you were saying with like parametric and then freeform as well altogether. It it's pretty interesting. I just downloaded it. So so we've hey. talked a lot about this, and I have to like turn on my you have to explain this hat. For the viewers, please describe to me the difference between parametric and like a NURB editing. And what the hell does any of that mean? Just real quick, <laughs> I just looked up the price of solid edge. It's per month. Take a guess. It's a range, so it, th their basic one is pretty expensive per month, and their hardcore one is you better be doing this professionally to afford this per month. I know they do uh, have a hobby license, though. That's yeah. free. Oh, do they? 
Okay. Yeah, because the education I, is lifetime free. All, all it does is watermark your your drawings. I have no. Seventy five a no. month for the basic, three twenty nine a month for the premium. I mean, so that's three twenty nine a month. That's what almost four grand a year. Yeah. That's that's um, solid works pricing. Yes. Yeah, as far as, I, I feel like, uh, well, yeah. I mean, some of my software is quite expensive in that way. Uh, Cinema four D is a very expensive. Um, but I have it now, so uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You have but a legit I, copy now? Nice. Yeah, well, it's actually funny um, because now I, I'm so entrenched in Blender that I'm kind of like, I will use Cinema 4D and Cinema 4D has got really, really powerful built-in renders, rendering systems, which are super good and optimized. Um, and those are all good. And I also like rigging characters in Cinema 4D better um blenders so far i don't like blenders it's just like temperamental and hard <laughs> but cinema 4d just makes some stuff way easier um, let's go back to what like the parametric oh yeah please. you're asking yeah i've always called it like parametric and anatomical but i know it's not like that but yeah go ahead justin talk to us so like parametric is everything is constrained with numbers you're able to one change it, any anywhere is able to change other things so everything's interconnected in almost like a tree like fashion like so if i want to change something in the very beginning again i can change that and the entire tree that we have changes in the few that was already done maybe hopefully hopefully <laughs> and, unless fusion wants to break oh, it, it, a lot of programs will have that yeah. issue where you change something it's like uh, and then you just have to figure it out i've yeah. crashed blender enough times <laughs> yeah. is blender that stable initially so like zbrush zbrush which is not a cad program or a parametric design program it is anatomical zbrush will just crash because screw you same thing like premiere premiere's like yeah we ain't working today homes see ya is no, that how blender does or is it because you no blender blender usually crashes because i did something that was a it's kind of like oh no i added an extra zero and then like <laughs> blenders like uh, uh and then it just closes no crash report either i love it it's it just oh, literally no. just disappears and i'm like okay it's gone now <laughs> like, auto save decent though no no there is no auto save there's yeah. like one <laughs> tier and it's like shit <laughs> well I've, i'm really good at just hitting control s all the time uh but there have been times where i've just i've been working on something uh and especially when it comes to simulation stuff and i'll just I'll fly a little too close to the sun and then Blender's like, okay, see ya. And I'm like, that is I didn't say. <laughs> could you code into Python? Because it, 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 if it has a Python backend, could you code in an autosave? Technically. Oh, I, I'm actually sure someone probably has. Yeah, you, you could because like literally when you open up Python in Blender, you're opening up like Blender, right? Because yeah. Blender is built. Uh, like you're it's crazy. That, that is Blender one thing I love about Blender saves your screen Fusion. automatically every few minutes. It saves your scene every few. Oh minutes. well, but not if you uh, not if you don't save the file at the start of making it. Does that make sense? So like a lot of the times I'll open up Blender and start dinking around and doing something, and I won't have made like a save file location. That is uh, one thing I like about Fusion is that if it crashes die. or you accidentally turn your computer off, it will cache your files. Mm -hmm. In the and file. You, 
yeah, even if you don't save it at all, it caches them and says, "Oh, these are still available." Did you ex- did you mean to save <laughs> Yeah, them? did you did you screw this up? Yeah. Were After you Effects a dummy that, without telling you you were a dummy? Yeah. After Effects has a great auto save. God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> I crash After Effects a lot too cuz I again, fly too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get a little burned. Well, yeah, so again, parametric we're talking constraints, numbers, everything's a tree based on each other, which is great. But then we're, we're talking about what Grant is calling anatomical modeling <laughs> or NURBS. I, I don't know the technical term for it. Is it NURBS? NURBS is, well, so like STLs are meshes and like that's what Blender is, is meshes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Blender's meshes. And then NURBS is similar-ish to that, but instead of it being a mesh of a bunch of triangles or a bunch of squares or whatever, that's wrapped around something. The NURBS are actually like little 3D, almost like a 3D pixel or almost like a voxel, but yeah. they're they're called the NURBS. Voxel is I a think... 3D pixel for those. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I think, like hexagon, whatever the, whatever the hexagon. A dodecahedron? Yeah. I... An, I- an icosphere? It's not something. I think it might be that. I think it is an icosphere. I, I, I think Thomas got it. That that, that allows for like a lot more you could do a lot more freeform stuff without that that allows for 3d printing much easier compared to just mesh editing because then if you don't have a solid mesh it doesn't matter if it's on screen for a a tv or movie you you can't tell the difference if it's not solid but when you're 3d printing you'll have a hole in the side or it just (laughs) won't it just won't print so that's oh yeah we've had that i mean and we look at so let's look at the industry overall. The industry overall prefers SolidWorks. SolidWorks is expensive. There is a way around it. Join the Experimental Aircraft Association, the There's EAA. There's a hobby license now, huh? There is a hobby license now. Yeah, but it's one year only. Oh, one yeah. year of getting all your work done in one year sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now join the EAA. It's forty bucks a year. Then you get to do weird crap with aircrafts, but it does come with the educational version of SolidWorks. And I'm not saying that you can use Photoshop to get rid of the education use only, but I've definitely known people that have done it before. That's why we pay for Fusion. (laughs) Um, So if you're a hobbyist, right, that's a great way to do it. I guess I know they do it. It used to be you had it for one year only and you could not renew it. Maybe they've allowed a renewal. I know they made their hobby license a lot better recently that it's like a subscription, like 10 bucks a month or something cheap now. It's... It, I know they did change a lot. I'll I'll use the EAA version. I mean, yeah. that's what I've done. That's what I've, yeah. When I'm personally learning SolidWorks, I I have a membership to EAA because it just lets me do dumb crap too. I just I haven't used it, but one of the big things for them is that educational SolidWorks because it is you know you use it to learn. Um, and for your Icosphere stuff, your sculpting, it is ZBrush and yeah. ZBrush. I opened the program and knew instantly you are you are someone who either values their time incredibly high or someone that does not value their time at all if you want to use it. First off, it's like seven or eight hundred dollars to buy it. It's from um, the name of the company escapes me at the moment. Uh, but you would think, okay, Pixel Logic, it's Pixel Logic that does ZBrush. Okay, you know, it's going to be pretty easy to understand. 
file should be in the top left. No. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to just grab a paintbrush and start sculpting. No. Files in the middle because everything is alphabetical because that makes sense. Um, the program is incredibly powerful. Once you learn it, similar to Blender, where it is very much just grabbing a, it's like you're sculpting with clay. But, and it is quite literally the industry standard. ZBrush is the industry standard when it comes to designing high poly meshes of stuff. Um, I'm gonna reference Eric Wilkinson. He's an old friend of mine, used to you know help us out on projects. Ama this dude does some of the most amazing ZBrush work I've ever seen. Um, huge Blizzard fan, so the work that he's done with Blizzard is amazing. But man, I've watched one of his live streams. He gets pissed at, at some of the dumb things that happen with ZBrush. Similar to Premiere and After Effects, it just randomly crashes. And similar to Blender, there's no autosave feature. At least I was on uh, 4R. <laughs> the last ZBrush that I played with was 4R6. Uh, I'm assuming they're at least on version 5 right now. But. Yeah, I, and you can do a lot of this in Blender, right? You can do a lot of what's possible in ZBrush in Blender. But even better, there's Sculpt GL. That's a browser-based sculpting program. And uh, if we remember, can we card to other channels? Like to somebody else's uh, video? You yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure you can. If we link. can, yeah. there'll be a card to Billy Rubin's video where she made Wilson on Sculpt GL. And... I've wanted to learn it too. I think it would be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll do a live stream. Hers was probably better. She She's much better at crowd control than I am. Um, but uh, it, it was cool. I like and I like the ability to play with clay. And I think any of you out there that, you know, like to sculpt with polymer clay uh, or, you know, regular like clay that needs to be fired. Sculpt GL is a great place to start. And that way you can get your hands wet with modeling that you're used to in terms of the style. Just understand it's not parametric. If you need to change a size, it's not, you can't just do that. You can scale it, right? You can scale it inside of, you know, your slicer of choice. By the way, get subscribed if you want to learn about all the slicers that we happen to use and like. We're going to show you how to use them. Uh, so you can scale it inside of slicers. That's really it. Um, and that's where parametric modeling comes in and is incredibly useful because you're able to just go in and change a damn size. Great example. We were working on a client part the other day and, uh, they told us, oh, Hey, can we have these holes widened a little bit? Dude in ZBrush, I, I, I would just flip the table and move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, in fusion and other parametric programs like oh yeah click updates done like that quick uh and yes you could go into blender and you know line it up perfectly and then extrude another cylinder through it you could do that but you have to know how to do all of that and that's another skill to learn so it, it is interesting there's a lot out there and I'm sure we are missing things. So let us know what your favorite CAD program is or what your favorite sculpting program is. And hey, if we've never heard of it, maybe we'll do a introduction where Grant tries to learn it. I got to get you the Womp uh, beta then. 
it's, just, it's a little painful to use right now, but it's really cool because it can do mesh to NURB and back to mesh. And so you have parametric and sculpting all in one program. So and it's all browser-based. There's a channel that I watch called the Try Guys. And they have a whole series called Without a Recipe where they attempt to make things without a recipe. It, it just, it makes sense. I would love to do like a style of that, mm-hmm. but where I'm just learning something just straight up and it is going to be a complete shit show, but that's what people are, 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 are there for, right? Where I yeah. learn the hard way, then we bring in someone to teach me or I eventually figure it out the right way, right? So I'm going to download FreeCAD and I'm going to try to learn it without Google. <laughs> that's super dumb <laughs> i wish you luck grant yeah like i Horrible google, idea. google stuff for photoshop and fusion and stuff all the time i like literally dude, my I still whole do it. my uh, whole yeah. job is me just looking stuff yeah. up yeah. and then doing it and figuring like that, it out that's like but the like, one thing like with any like coding and anything really like everyone like oh you shouldn't be googling you shouldn't be using stack overflow no you should, no, you using, should be a hundred percent using those resources to use learn your anything. resources, but do it eventually for cool content, right? So uh, back, it'd back be when, frustrating watching, trying I mean, yeah. to learn it without any help. Like I think the point here is what does what precedent does that? Just like why? I don't know. You it's know? a fun challenge. Is it fun? Because <laughs> it sounds like horrible. Yeah, it's gonna be frustrating. Um, I don't know. I mean, we, we clearly, we don't have the following that they do. They're a multi-million subscriber channel and we're not even at multi-thousand. Uh, but it was something that... Well, yeah, um, but when they're making the recipes for things and it's like cookies and, and baking bread, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in those kinds of processes. Yeah. But then you're talking about like a computer program where if you don't know how to do it, it just doesn't do it. At least yeah. they get to still play with dough and stuff. And if it screws up, it's like, oh, I screwed it up. Darn old me. But like, you'll just be sitting there like, I can't uh. find this one thing. And you just won't. It would be like the Try Guys try to find a needle in a haystack. And it's like, <laughs> that's the video. That's the yeah. video you're proposing. Me to over right here now. with a big ass magnet. I'm going to find this bitch. <laughs> yeah, but then it's a, it's you trying to learn without looking anything up and so your magnet just doesn't work how to yeah. find the hay in the needle stack yeah right. exactly yeah <laughs> oh oh that sounds like a hospital visit and a half so i i'm just like i'm all for like figuring out how to do stuff but i just don't understand the like see remember remember when we said in the beginning that thomas is the brand czar this is the kind of stuff that occurs in, in, in our private Discord, which we might be opening up soon, but it's only going to be the patrons. So that that might be pretty cool where we have a Patreon-only server where you can come interact with us. We're going to let you know what's coming out a couple of days in advance, and we're going to ask for your opinions. We're going to talk to you. We're going to have some communication. So stay tuned for that whenever grant gets around to finishing setting up the patreon account and maybe bothers thomas to help out with the branding on the patreon account and figures and out how to fix use the discord patreon to make it birdie uh, huh and we need to make like the discord into community mode and all the all the fun stuff on there the pretty stuff and roll auto rolls for patreon members and i got you justin's got that see this is the thing as a business owner 
if you are looking to take your hobby to a business, do not believe you can do everything yourself. The business owners that believe they can do everything themselves, if they succeed at it, they will be wildly successful. But the vast majority of business owners, we know where our, uh, like where we stand, what we're good at and what we're bad at. I suck with branding, clearly, because I think that video would be a shitload of fun. But I also know I'm gonna sit there and just, Cons, I'm going to be up. It, it, I mean, you guys will get great, great meme content out of me. Doing well, those yeah, videos. like, like, I think the memes are probably better than the video because <laughs> all I can think about this video, it would be like akin to watching like a grandmother try to figure out how to bold something in Microsoft Word. <laughs> like, oh. and that and and just think about it, Grant, because that it would be like, trying to convince someone to watch that as a youtube video because it's painful like do you it, yeah, want a secondhand embarrassment video because that yeah what it's video like would be. it's like i would be sitting here and i would like cringe back into a fetus and then disappear <laughs> like that's what would happen to me and i will not i will not stand for it it's just like because the moment we make that video is the moment that we just admitted we had no more ideas <laughs> Amber, Amber had the idea, and for those that don't know, Amber's the better three quarters. And if you don't know who Amber is, we have two videos with her in them. Go watch the damn videos and give her give her support. Cause I am trying to convince her to come on to more videos with me. And I I need you guys to help me with that. I don't know if she actually listens to these podcasts. I don't think she does. So I'm gonna say I want Amber in more videos, but she she needs your support. So go over, like those videos, comment and say you love her, because I do. And you should too. Uh, but you know, Amber, Amber's Amber likes ASMR that she loves ASMR. She actually bought microphones. You to, need to do ASMR 3d prints. That's she wanted me to do. <laughs> so she has the Yeti, which I know a lot of people really don't like the Yeti, but the one thing the Yeti does very well is proper stereo imaging on, on its microphone. And she said, the Taz is so loud we could set it up like a cup, like maybe a foot away from the task so it doesn't get any of the vibrations, but all you hear is the noise from it. I said, "Hun, we hear it clear across the house. <laughs> I could have the recorder in another room and still pick it up. We said, well, what about a Prusa? I said, no, no, they're too if quiet. You turn it off silent, if you turn it off silent mode, they sound pretty decent. It could be like a fun, it could be like a funny joke. Like a good joke video where it's a like great ASMR April Fool's joke, but, but then it's, it's Justin just Timberlake now. I still don't understand that. I saw that on Twitter this morning. I was still so confused what yeah. the whole thing was of that. Are you? Are you? You're not old enough to know that, are you? What about Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Like what about? Yeah. I don't. I'm also. Meme, I'm also missing. Because for those that don't know, we're filming on May first. Um. You don't know his song. It's gonna be me yeah it, but it sounds yeah. like it's gonna be may that's oh, the joke justin oh. that's that's got the it. joke justin got it well i mean i didn't get it either <laughs> right away so i haven't been on twitter at all today though which is actually incredibly healthy so yes everyone yes. should try it yes take a Good break idea. from social media except for youtube and watch all of our videos <laughs> as soon as as soon as you're done uh liking everything we've ever made you can take a break. As soon as you're watching and liking everything. And yeah, getting yeah. subscribed and ringing that notification bell. 
so you know when we release content. Look, we are unapologetic about the fact that we're trying to build a YouTube channel here. Boy, howdy, is it expensive when you don't know how to edit. That's That was a thing I wasn't expecting, was I really should learn, but I really just don't have the time. I learned a little bit of Resolve, which I highly recommend Resolve, because it is free. There's a free version of it um, as an editor, but I know everybody else uses, you guys all use Premiere, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, Justin, when you graduate high school, that, that Premiere license is... Go oh, no, you're going to go into college. You'll still have it. That's no, I was going to say, he'll go to college, have a Premiere license. He'll graduate college, work for a company. They'll give him a license. like, Or he'll have enough money to pay for it. Justin's going to be set with all these licenses forever. Let's hope that Justin is working for us full-time by that point. <laughs> and he'll have a license. Ooh, man, the day when I start being able to afford cloud, like Adobe Creative Cloud licenses... Now that's, that's when you know you've hit it as a business where you're like, this is something I can afford. <laughs> we have our own editor den. That would be cool. Get Justin to move out of California and come over to Florida. Grant. Grant. Florida? No. Florida. Florida just ain't it, man. Florida. <laughs> I'll go on vacation so that I can go sit on the ocean and drink a pina colada and talk to the dolphins or whatever people do. literally drink yeah. a pina colada and get caught in the rain that's a very common thing in florida <laughs> mm, sounds good <laughs> see that's a great way to experience florida i'll come to florida for disney that, that's about it the other day, i think i was recording when it occurred it was raining at the front of our shop but in the back it wasn't raining and the rain never got to the back of the shop before it stopped hmm. the shop's not all that big Just letting you guys know that it's maybe 50 feet wide at the most it stopped raining before it got to the back of the shop oh my god this is so exciting grant a great idea uh employee bonding or sorry contractor bonding time uh we all get i mean by we i mean you uh by everybody uh ticket hotel everything and we all go to disney world it'll be so fun yeah <laughs> thomas with the net profit that I made last year, we could not do that. <laughs> uh, we'll just put it in the books for later. We'll figure and do you it out. really want to come to Florida right now? Uh, I mean, Disney World's open there. I know it is. And so is A-Mug. A-Mug is going on right now. I can drive I over to A-Mug. It's an hour and a half away from me. But tickets I are like not going. crazy expensive too. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I have ways to get A-Mug for free. That I'm not worried about the cost of A-Mug. It's covid yeah and the fact that there are no precautions whatsoever and the governor is literally suing anybody that refuses to open right now that, what a weird thing to sue people for he's suing <laughs> the governor is i don't know if he if, if the lawsuit's still out That's there but awesome. he's suing the cruise lines for not reopening saying that it is causing detrimental effect to florida's economy no DeSantis, you know what's causing detrimental effect to Florida's economy? You. So I, um, I, oh, like I know it. a Disney Imagineer, yeah. and she is like a designer, um, whatever, whatever, friend of a friend, um, and she's been posting stuff lately about how she worked on a lot of the concept art and stuff for the new Disney's uh, cruise, like the yeah. new uh, cruise liner that just got really like dropped, I guess, or like revealed, I guess is the best way. And, and I looked at it and I'm just like, 
all I could think about is like, yeah, cruises are cool until you remember a year ago when all those people couldn't dock yeah. because they were, and I, I'm I like, who wants to do that anymore? I mean, <laughs> the only cruise I'd ever go on would be a Disney cruise. I've went on one Disney cruise. That's the only cruise I'll ever go on again. I, I've never been on a cruise. I've been, it's funny. I've been on a battleship. I've been on a battleship, but I've never been on a cruise ship. I was, I danced I on like a battleship. Cruises. That was fun. I was a, I was a paid dancer on a, on a, on a uh, battleship. It's the victory ship here in Florida. Used to be once a year, they would take it out into the bay. Now it was always, they, they it was with tugboats. They didn't take it under, under its own power. Um, I think maybe they did. I don't remember if they did, but uh, it was all jazz dancing, which is what I used to do before COVID and the back injury. And uh, we were asked to come out. We were told that we'd get paid, we'd get fed, it'd be fun. Oh, and it was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. Great. Uh, cool. Yeah, but, and that's right next to the cruise ships. Those cruise ships are ridiculous. But then the part of me is like, okay, if I'm stuck on a cruise ship, there are many worse areas to get stuck than a cruise ship. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Sound, I don't even like the idea of a cruise in general. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> all about say, Kat, Grant, talking about cruise ships. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, Grant, as we wrap up here is yeah. uh, if you're going to, if you want me to come to Florida for a week, I'm going to need some sort of uh, crazy uh, incentive, which would be a pina colada getting caught in the rain and kissing a dolphin. Those are my three criteria. If you can fulfill those for me, I will come to Florida for two weeks. That's actually really easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I want it all set up and that'll be it. And I mean, kissing dolphins is like, I can make that happen any day of the week. Yeah. But I don't want like, I want like the good dolphins. Don't get me none of those two bit hack dolphins. I want like, the best I'm not dolphins. getting into what kind of kissing you want to do with a dolphin, but right now I'm a little concerned. Just yeah. a just a peck, just like <laughs> you know how they do it in like the fun advertisements for like ah, you know, that's all I want. But I want it to be like a, you know, I don't want it to be like a gross dolphin. It needs to be like a nice, it nice, won't happy, be at sea good old. Don't worry. That's, that's yeah, yeah. It needs to be like a free range, you know, <laughs> free range dolphin, free range dolphin. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not coming. <laughs> so yeah i just well, need those I, I mean right now it, it is looking like a lot of engineering is going to pop up in florida which is good um because of course with the space coast um i mean there there was i'm like people went to space the other day from florida i'm like oh yeah it i don't even watch those anymore because they're there's they happen so often uh there's there's just so much going on spacex here. goes like once a week almost now at least like, yeah yeah my, my buddy used to live stream on Facebook every one of the launches and he just stopped because they're happening so often. Yeah. I have a friend crazy. in Fort Myers that's a professional photographer. He he went up for this last crew uh, launch, but he didn't go up for any of the others. He went for Falcon Heavy, went for the crew launches. He's like, they're just... The fact that they can land rockets is not cool anymore. <laughs> it's old news. SpaceX yeah. level up. <laughs> make them do make them do belly flops. Oh wait, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I and you know, man, the amount the amount of stuff that goes into one of those rockets and all the CAD, all the design work, that's so above my pay grade, but I would just love to be a fly on the wall 
in the engineering lab of a SpaceX or a Blue Origin to see what programs are they using? What, you know, hardware are they using? How many monitors do they have? And what are they doing? Because proficiency, what? I've done that. I know you have. So tell us, uh, you probably can't tell us. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it as cool as I hope it is or is it just as boring as I would expect? Both. Does that make okay. sense? It's both. I would yeah. find it interesting, but the average person may not. Flying a spaceship is incredibly uh, underwhelming looking uh, is my takeaway because it's uh, it's basically code. And there's no real feedback except in code. So there's not just some guy sitting with like two 3090s and SLI playing Kerbal Space Program. To well, no, it, it's wait, like wait, they don't use Kerbal Space Program to do actual space. <laughs> well, stuff? actually, they do. I've been but... training this whole time for nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. like, I mean, you know, it's basically like type out line command of code, send, and then wait for a really long time because it takes a very long time for signal to reach the spacecraft. And then you get like a, yep, we did it. <laughs> and then everyone's like, okay, we're good. The next go. line. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Otherwise, I mean, there's, I saw a lot of cool stuff. Um, I'm not a lot of the nitty gritty, at... but I mean, I saw the actual, the floor, which I can't, that's something I can't talk about. I can say I was there. Um, I saw GPS getting built, um, like all of those, uh, from from like very beginning stage buses to like finished ones. I saw That's James just... Webb. I got to see a James Webb Space Telescope. Got to go to JPL mm. and yeah. That's awesome. Go, like they had like a little viewing thing over the clean room that we all got to go into. It was really cool. Yeah, that's what I effectively did. But yeah, you know, it was like yeah, a lot. What was the other? Oh, I've seen Orion too. Um, that was cool. That was really cool. I don't think I've had any of that. I mean, I've grown <laughs> up here, so like I've been to Kennedy Space Center. I've, you know, I've I, I've touched the space shuttle. I, most people. I mean, if you come to KSC, you touch the space shuttle. It's a thing. We were we actually uh, while I was still with Lockheed, we were. Did they still let you do that. I don't think they do. It was uh, what was it? Yeah, I think I can say this. This is probably fine. Um, they. They well, since they work with Kennedy Space Center so closely, yeah. Um, we actually, I think Lockheed has a few like things over there. They have like an office or at least like some kind of they exist over there somehow. But like, there's a team and they make environmental graphics. And I remember we were, I didn't work on any of them, but we were in talks of like making a bunch of cool graphics for Kennedy Space Center, and that was awesome. So. Yeah, it, that stuff is just cool to me, and never will. I mean. I would love to. A goal. We, my first goal with this company was to work with the Smithsonian. Check, and that was a complete like dumb luck thing. They found us, and you know we worked them. The next thing would be to you know actively work on something that ends up in space. That would just be so cool. Like we're a long ways away, but that would be a really cool goal for us because then I think. We've really gotten to a point where we're hitting the pinnacle of design. We're using likely Katia, Creo, Solid Edge, and some others. We're not using Fusion 360 at that point. Um, you know, we, we've graduated to something and a little simulations. Bit... What? And top simulations of everything. Yeah, where you don't pay, you don't pay for the software because 
the companies that have the software are just giving it to you to get their name on things right so that when you're talking about the design it shows that you're inside of creo right there's a popular youtube channel for cnc that's clearly sponsored by mastercam and they're always saying oh yeah we did all of our our, our post work in mastercam I'm like you didn't need to say it was mastercam but i know why you did it uh yeah that's Forever getting of... tormach machines oh god i would love to be sponsored by tormach and it's funny because i've Sponsor ran a house I've ran a Haas, I've ran Herco's, I've ran DMG Mori's, um, and, oh, what was the other one? It's not coming to my mind. But I've, I've ran all those types of machines. I can run CNC reasonably well. I mean, I I can design it, I can post it, I can go over to the machine, I know the codes I need to hit to go to for go. I can do all the fun, Haas is what I'm most proficient in, I, I can do the fun tool changes in Haas, because everyone likes that. Um, and to me, that was, that was where I said, all right, I'm getting to a point where I am proficient, where I'm able to take something from a design stage and then bring it all the way into a production and CNC and don't get me wrong. This is also CNC. It's just not what most people think of CNC. Uh, it is so cool to see something like similar to what Neil Patrick Harris went through, where you go from that design to the print. And I think it'd be really dope. I don't know how we could do it on a live stream where we design something. And then like, I grab my phone, of course, with a Victoria sticker on it and go over to a printer and show the printer running. But I don't know how. Yeah. There's, there's like an app for the phone that you can use in OBS. I've used it before that you can use the phone as a second camera. Or we can just swap over to the wise cam that's connected to your printer. Right. But with the wise cam, you're not going to be able to really see it happening. Right. That's the, the goal would be because I, I think it's that moment. And a couple of our subscribers that have emailed us, by the way, if you want to email us, it is YouTube at 3D Musketeers.com. Yes, we now have a public YouTube email address because um, we want to hear from you all. I just think it's really cool to be able to print stuff for our subscribers and let them kind of see that whole experience of I designed it and now I can make it right. Cause I'm a little jaded with the printing. I just click print and just go back to work, but printers are ostensibly really, really cool. And just watching it is the first few times you print, you will be staring at it for way longer than you, than you realize that you were. And it gets your eyes are like, Oh, oh, that's right. I need to blink, but you don't want to miss any of the action. So I want to help you all get to that. And you all not being the two of you in this room, the both of you have done that before, but I, I want to help get our viewers, our, our listeners to that point where they can have that experience, whether or not they actually own a 3d printer. Cause I think that's the experience that lets you understand the value of the technology. Anyways, that's all I got. I know that we barely, we scratched the surface of CAD. So maybe it's all about that CAD and a little bit of bullshit. <laughs> that's really the right episode title, but not the one we can put on YouTube. Uh, but I had fun. Do you guys have fun? Was good? Yeah. 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 All right. Let's get out of here, guys. Really appreciate I, I'm always having fun at 3D Musketeers, my favorite 3D printing prototyping company. <laughs>
Hello, I am Thomas of 3D Musketeers, and I am a happy guy. <laughs> Thomas, you make it so, you make it just sound so terrible. It's not. I think it's, I do. It's, a, it's only the engineers get locked in the dungeon, not not the not the graphic designers. No, I just think it's hilarious. I got to make the dungeon bigger for the graphic designers. Give it time. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> what what's hilarious? Oh no, just like this. Uh, this I it's just programmed to be happy <laughs> here at 3d musketeers all of our employees are happy <laughs> and they're never sad not even <laughs> yeah you know we don't have good. sad employees not at 3d musketeers <laughs> no we do I'm, I'm sure we have sad employees we have happy no we don't have any employees <laughs> Contract contractors. That is actually a goal for this year. I'm going to give away one of my goals this year is to bring on our first W two. That'd be kind of cool. That's what I'd like. <gasps> that to do would be super cool. And it well, I guess the first W two would be me, but the second W two would be actually somebody else. Yeah, I, I would like to pay myself this year. That'd be kind of cool. But anyways, um, <clears throat> hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. If you haven't done that, if you haven't done it already, make sure that you get subscribed. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating. If you don't mind, it helps us grow and reach more people out there. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and leave us a like. And, of course, we've instructed you to comment like six times, so I'm not going to do it one more time. We hope you enjoyed this one. Don't forget to call your loved ones. And, as always, keep making awesome. Chapter 34, all about that CAD. See you later.